Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. So today we have the honor to interview again, Dr. Ron Dick, Associate Professor of Sports Marketing at Duquesne University in the School of Business. So as a reminder, Ron, I worked for 20 years in sports, including 15 years in the NBA, the Sixers and the Nets, and then five years in the NCAA. So uh, Ron, it's great to have you again on the show. Thank you, Julian. Happy to be with you today. Great, so thank you, Ron. So uh, there's a lot to cover uh, today. So first we'll talk about the potential, of, I mean, the job cuts happening right now at ESPN. And then we'll talk about the Leave Golf League looking to launch a women's league. And then we'll talk about the NFL that has now its own TV uh, show to broadcast the, N- the NFL draft. And then we'll talk, of course, about Aaron Rodgers that got traded to the Jets. And then we'll talk, of course, about the NBA, what your prediction for the uh, NBA playoffs. And then uh, we'll talk about the end draft, and especially uh, which NBA is likely to land a French protege, Victor uh, Banyama. Uh, I got trouble to say that, actually, the name. And then lastly, we'll talk about the 4 million tickets already sold uh, for the 2024 Paris Olympics. And then lastly, we'll talk about the senators, the NHL team, uh, that are likely to be sold for about $1 billion. So that's a lot to cover. So uh, how does it sound? Sounds perfect. Let's do it. Great. So the first topic, right, uh, this week, ESPN has been doing some layoffs. Uh, this layoffs are part of the Walt Disney CEO, uh, Bob Eigner, mandate to slash 7,000 jobs and save about $5.5 billion, right? So the first wave of layoffs in March did not impact ESPN, but this week's uh, could cost about more than 100 ESPN staff, uh, you know, could cost them that job. So uh, what is your take on on what, why this is happening now? Why are they laying off people at ESPN? So I think the company all-encompassing is ESPN, its mother station, ABC, and Disney. Uh, and that's like taking money out of your left pocket, putting your right. I got mm-hmm. a feeling the layoffs in ESPN in particular is got to be because of so much of the cutting of the cable cord. Yeah. Which becoming more commonplace than ever before. Uh, We need the internet at home, basic TV, and then we all go to our streaming devices, the Netflix, the, Mm -hmm. you can get, I actually even have ESPN plus. Uh, I do. Yeah. yeah, And, and that I, but I don't have ESPN, a Peacock, Amazon prime. So these uh, Disney, obviously, uh, with children, Disney Plus is a, is a real popular choice. So I got a feeling it's a lot about the cutting back of the cable more than anything. Yes. And uh, it seems like everybody's uh, got a podcast, including you and me. And uh, it just seems to be something that's just not as important as before. And uh, ESPN, one of the frustrations of it is all this yelling at each other and 
mm-hmm. screaming A. Smith and all the back and forth with the different people. I, I don't enjoy watching that. I you really don't. don't. I, I do not enjoy the the the, the uh, arguing. It's just it's really annoying. So I don't I don't watch it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's been speculation. I think it was probably like five years ago that ESPN might uh, they might be willing to spin off ESPN as one single entity. Uh, but I think you're right. I think the cut the cord cutting trend of a lot of people. Uh, I don't even have cable TV. I don't. I actually, I get it through. Uh, Fugo TV, which give me uh, uh, live sports. That's why I got it. I also right. have Amazon Prime. I've got Peacock. I've got Netflix. So, um, but I just want to be able to watch what I want, not having to look at 100 plus co- channels that I don't even care about. Right, and I think most of us feel that way. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, look, the the second topic is about the Leave Golf League. Uh, Greg Norman, right, the chairman and CEO. Uh, didn't tamp down the speculation about a women's golf league to rival the uh, LPGA tour. Uh, mm-hmm. He said, quote, you know, we talk about it internally and I've had discussions with individual lady players, professional players. So that's what he said. So what do you think the Leaf Golf League is exploring launching a women's league as well? Is Could it be because they're trying to improve the Saudi's image, especially given limited uh, women's rights in Saudi Arabia, potentially? I would believe there's no reason why we can't explore the LPGA, the Ladies Professional Golf Association, the way they did the PGA. And that is an area that the uh, Saudi Arabia group is weak in, women's rights, one of the many. And uh, yeah, I think this would show uh, concern and this would be perceived to be very positive that they, they would go down this road. And if Greg Norman says it, he seems to be the leader of, of uh, the 54 to live, mm-hmm. then uh, yes, I, I, I believe that they will do it. And the funny thing about the uh, PGA, when they had the Masters recently and the green jackets and everything, it looks like a lot of these so-called guys that get labeled as the live guys, no matter how many decades they played in the PGA, they do a couple years in the live and they're like the live guys. The live guys did very well. Uh, in the top 10. So uh, I don't see where that hurt, hurt live at all. So there seems to be this back and forth. The money has gone up for the PGA guys. They are getting paid more now than they've ever been. And I think it's because they've been pushed out of their comfort zone, the PGA to, to try to match or get close to the salaries that the uh, Saudis are uh, offering. Yeah. I mean, competition, right? It's kind of putting them on the fence. Absolutely. Um, this is the market. This is what the market is right now. So they have to kind of match it. Otherwise, they're going to lose more players, right, to the league. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, hey, ne- next topic, uh, the NFL, right? So um, NFL, I think they're going to have their own kind of TV show for the NFL draft. So tomorrow, uh, over 10 million viewers will tune in for the start of uh, what is now a three-day media event. Uh, ESPN will cover the draft for the, four, the 44th straight year, right? Uh, so uh, what is your take on, on that, the NFL uh, drafts and what's happening? Well, the NFL has their own network, right? Their whole TV station, just like golf has their own TV right. station. So yeah, it's the NFL is the closest thing to a 12-month-a-year sport. Yeah. And 
everybody gets excited. Like, what's the weakness of their NFL team? How are we going to draft? What are the trades? It's very exciting. How good is the player that we're selecting? And Pittsburgh here is no different. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's a made-for-TV product. The whole first day is just the first round. Yeah. In this particular case, the Steelers are sitting there with the 32nd pick, which I think is the first pick in the second round. So mm-hmm. a, a lot of quarterbacks, if they fall in the draft and somebody really needs a quarterback, they may offer uh, quite a package for that first pick in the second round. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it gets you talking about your uh, your team, gets you thinking about who you're going to take in your fantasy uh, draft, and it's a very exciting time. Oh, I think you're right. Uh, my, my son is a big uh, NFL fan. His dream is to play in the NFL someday, so finger yeah. crossed. I thought uh, it was the uh, NBA. I thought he wanted to play in the uh, NBA. He's both. actually both. He's both the NBA. Oh, okay. and the NBA. He wants to play in both. Okay. Yeah, he wants to do both. Yeah. But I think he's going to play in the NBA more so than the NFL. I'll say that. Okay. And then and then they're going to have a time where the schedule comes out, and then people uh, start scheduling their vacations around the NFL schedule. Yeah. And that's exciting. It'll be like the next Bo Jackson, right? All-star in the MLB and, and the NFL, I'm joking. But. Yeah, he, yes, he was MLB, and uh, as was Deion Sanders. Okay, great. So, um, hey, uh, next topic is obviously it's hard not to talk about Aaron Rodgers. That got traded, right, by the Packers to the Jets. Yes. So, um, and, you know, the, the, I guess the, the Jets gave up a lot of draft picks, right? So do you think, I've heard that, some people believe that the big winner is going to be the Packers, not so much the Jets. So... Who do you think got the best deal? The Jets, the Packers, and can the Jets win the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers now? I think the, the Packers did much better than the Jets. And really? Yeah, I think so. It, it's time to take a look at this guy, Love, that they drafted a few years ago and see if he can be the NFL quarterback they thought he was going to be. The yeah. drama surrounding Aaron Rodgers was getting really stale and old and i, I thought the, the, the jets the general manager and the head coach i think they really bit their tongue well and they they coddled him all through the media and i haven't lived in wisconsin 21 months i can tell you that the media there is nothing like the media in new york city if he doesn't pr- produce in north jersey the new york media media will uh, slice and dice him apart and i don't know if he's ready for that he says things like relax when the team loses a couple games. That's not going to sit well with the media or the fans. Yeah. They don't relax. They relax and drink a Miller beer in, in uh, Wisconsin, but they don't do that in uh, North Jersey and New York City. So I, I think this will he will crash and burn in, in the – Yeah. Yeah. The, and they're in a really tough division, and they're in a very difficult uh, conference – the AFC. So uh, I don't see this going well at all. I think if I was the Packers, turn the page, move on. You had a lot of success with him and Brett Favre and uh, you got your championship, but uh, it's time to see what else is out there. But I can tell you, I just saw a picture with, of Aaron Roger with the head coach of the Jets. He mm-hmm. was like all smile, the head coach of the Jets. Well, so. sure, they're in the, sure, they're in the honeymoon effect. Let, yeah. let, let them lose a couple games and see if they're smiling. Yeah, probably not. So, uh, hey, the next topic, uh, the 2024 Paris Olympics, right? So uh, they are more than a year away, right? So uh, that hasn't stopped the fans for, from flocking to apply for tickets, right? So they reported, uh, received 
four million applications in the most recent lottery, because it's kind of a lottery, right? So right. starting on 11, the fans who won, we have a two day slots to buy tickets, okay? And keep mm -hmm. in mind that the Olympics in Paris will cost about $4.7 billion to put up the event. So uh, were you surprised by 4 million people applying to get tickets? No, no, I, I think uh, I'm not surprised at all. It's, uh, I don't know, when was the last time it was in France? I mean, France is obviously your home country and that's where you were born and raised, but yeah. it's been a long time since it's been yeah. in France. And um, I, I look back since you brought up Euro Disney, that was always an interesting, and you can maybe speak on this a little bit uh, better than I can, but they did uh, millions of dollars worth of research and interviewed all sorts of children. And their bottom line was in their research, you know, would Disney work in Europe? Mm -hmm. And they, 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 the conclusion was kids are kids. They're like, okay, mm -hmm. well, that probably is true. And they said, we're going to do Disney and we're going to take it and we're going to put it in France, Paris, yeah. France. Well, there's only one little thing they forgot about with all their research. And that word starts with a W and it's called weather. November, yeah. November to March is not nice weather uh, in California and Florida. It's almost always 72 and sunny. So That's Euro right. Disney crashed and burned. My question to you is, when do you think you'll uh, you'll be able to uh, they're obviously not going to have it in the city limits proper. Where, where exactly in the suburbs of Paris are they going to put it? All the yes. Yeah, so and I and I so full disclosure, but I, I've been working with the, the 2024 Paris Olympics. I met those those guys uh, about a year ago. I'm in contact with them. Um, I no, I mean they have a big plan, right? You have the uh, you know they're going to use some existing stadiums. They're going to have some new facility. Uh -huh. I'm not worried for one bit about. I think they'll do an excellent job organizing the event. Uh -huh. uh, I think it'll be one of the most memorable Olympics out there. Uh, the last time we had Olympics, that was for, I think, for the Winter Olympics. Uh, it was a big success. It was a long time ago. Uh -huh. uh, and I think that France also gonna, is going to do really well across many disciplines. Uh -huh. uh, basketball, right? They're talking about Joel, you know, the player for the Sixers, right? Uh, sure. To potentially join the French team. Uh, France is very good in other sports like handball, for example. Uh -huh. uh, you know, soccer, etc. So I'm not worried for one bit about France. I think they'll do an amazing job. Uh -huh. uh, so yeah, I think it'll be a great success. So, well, it's, friends, so you know, so it's just, it is the Summer Olympics. Yeah, it's Summer Olympics. Yeah, and this is August of twenty four, correct? Uh, it's in the summer. Yeah, yeah, of twenty four, of twenty 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 four. Yeah. So obviously, they already have some of the facilities built. Yeah. And yeah, we have like the, the Stade de France, which is a big, big stadium, uh -huh. Stade de France, and then there's also obviously the. Some soccer teams, rugby teams. We have other stadiums, right? So uh, we have some existing facilities. Or tennis. We have the French Open down there. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a lot of stadiums that we we going okay. we going to leverage. Here. Well, good. You know, and and many of the European countries, very similar to the United States, we're open open society, and you know, I'm sure that security will be at the top of everybody's uh, priority list, right? Yeah. Very tight. Yeah. I mean, we can't we can't go wrong on that one. Uh, right. So it's going to be very very packed with the so. Um, you know, exciting. People. very exciting. Yeah, it is. Uh, hey, uh, next topic, uh, the initial team, right? The senators, mm -hmm. uh, there are reports speculating that they could be sold for $1 billion. I don't know how they came up with that estimate, but are you surprised that that team could be worth uh, $1 billion? 
Uh, yeah, not surprised at all. And uh, I think how they came up the number was the Pittsburgh Penguins recently sold to the uh, Fenway Group from Boston for nine hundred million. Yeah. So that's just a hundred million more at a billion. So I think that's a fair price. Uh, what market is better, Pittsburgh or Ottawa? Well, I think it all depends on your perspective. But yep. I'd say, yeah, a million dollars sounds like the right number. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. For the autos. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, now we got to talk about the NBA, right? You and I right. have been watching the NBA playoffs. Uh, there were some big surprises. I mean, I mean, it's still happening right now, right? Right. Uh, for example, the uh, the Miami Heat, uh, they're up 3-1 against the Bucks. Uh, you know, I watched a series like, like you did between the Warriors and the Kings. They're tied 2-2. The game is back to uh, Sacramento now. Uh, if you look at the odds, right, so the 2022 NBA runner-up, the Boston Celtics, are the favorite to win the 2023 NBA championship. The Phoenix Suns, with now uh, Booker and then KD, they climb to second in odds to win the championship. So, and then the, the Warriors, right, they are sixth favorite to repeat as a champion. Uh -huh. So, who do you think is going to win? Let's talk about the West and then the East and who's going to win the final. Oh, okay. So you've got the six seed Golden State against the three seed Sacramento Kings, and the series is tied two two. Each yeah. team won the two games on their home court. Yeah. So you've got the more the younger, more talented team against the the veterans that are very difficult that had had a ton of success. Yeah. There is there is an old saying: uh, be careful about the the heart of a champion uh, yes. with the Warriors. So. They they don't lack for confidence, that's for sure. So, yep. who do I think is going to win that series? Uh, I wouldn't bet against the Golden State Warriors right now. You would in, not in that series. I, I I think they will find a way to win, even if it's a game seven on the road in uh, Sacramento. Because on ESPN, I think it was Stephen A. Smith or somebody else said that you know the youth, the youth guy, the young guys tend to choke uh, when it's like you know <laughs> right. We'll see. <laughs> and then let's not forget the seven seed Lakers uh, up three games to one against the Grizzlies. Yeah. A two, a two seed. So, and now I hear that it's LeBron and a bunch of young guys that he believes in. They used to just bring in old guys that can shoot a little, but he's yeah. doing it with younger guys. So, um, you know, they're up uh, three games to one and uh, they're going to try to close it out in Memphis at the uh, FedEx Forum. So we'll see what happens. Well, speaking of the Lake the LeBron, right, uh, this week I saw the commercial of uh, LeBron's son, uh, Bronny, on that uh, Fast and Furious movie video during the NBA playoffs. Right. I was kind of like, wow, his, his son was in high school, is into the, you know, the, the commercial, the, I mean, the commercial for that movie, right? So, sure. you know, wait, wait for him to go and join the Lakers and play with his father, LeBron mm -hmm. James. I think that's got to be part of the plan anyway. Well, I think the plan is for him to somehow maybe have his son go to a year or two of college and then come together. I don't know how good the son is, uh, but he uh, <clears throat> LeBron talked about him playing with his son on an NBA team. And yeah. some people were kind of aghast by that and the arrogance of that. But at the same time, you think about look at the the, uh, the bus situation with the Lakers. I mean, how much nepotism took place there? Yeah. for the, yeah. the sons and daughters of Jerry Buss. So 
Why is it okay in the front office to have nepotism, but it's not okay to have it on the court? Uh, just It's never happened before, but that doesn't mean it isn't the same uh, analogy for nepotism. So how bad do you want LeBron? Well, I don't know. I think pretty bad because he's playing really good at, a, at an older age now with a lot of miles on those tires. So it may yeah. happen. They may play together even if the kid is – Bronny is maybe not quite – he's more maybe a – NBDL guy, but I think somebody will pay the price, and I think that team's the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think so. I think you're probably right. Uh, I could see that. Uh, so on the East, who well, do you we didn't talk about the- Phoenix and the Clippers, right? Yes. You, you mentioned uh, Deborah Booker is just tearing yeah. it up. They they just closed out the Clips, and uh, so they're they're doing well as a four seed, mm-hmm. and then Denver's the top seed, and uh, they they just closed out the. Uh, Timberwolves. So you got some really good teams in the West. Whoever comes out of the West is going to be strong. Yes. Uh, Can they beat one of the the, the team on the the East Conference? I think they'll they'll probably be favored. You think so? I do. I think the Western team will probably be favored. Who do you see in the finals in the East? So in the East, you're looking, the Boston uh, lost last night on an unbelievable Trey Young uh, three-point to put them ahead. And in Boston to force a game six, Boston's up three games to two. Boston's a two seed. The Atlanta Hawks are a seven seed. Yeah. Uh, I think Boston will win the inevitably win the series. And then Mm -hmm. stunningly, the uh, Miami Heat's up three to one as an eight seed over the top seed, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. So uh, it's amazing how some of these guys, when their team wins, they, they, they love talking to the media. And they are the prince of the podium. But then when the team loses, they run and hide. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, our guy Morant, from uh, he, he's probably at the top of that list. Yep. And who do you think is going to win the NBA I, championship? I think the Sixers are going to the finals this year. They just closed out Brooklyn. And we're going to yep. say they're going to they're gonna take on the – Let's pick the right team coming out of the West. This time it's going to be Denver. Denver Sixers final. You heard it here first. Wow. Yes, those are good teams. So, and who do you think is going to win? I think Denver will finally win an NBA championship. Wow. That'll be big for them. So, if you're right, you know, hopefully you didn't gamble on that one. (laughs) No gambling. Don't ever bet on anything I tell you. All right. I know you told me that. So, hey, last question. you know, who hasn't heard of Victor Van Banyama, okay, the French body J? Uh, you know, it's everybody's guess. It's not a guess it's going to be number one in the, in the draft, uh-huh. but it's everybody's guess which team is going to get him. Uh-huh. Uh, I've heard maybe the Detroit Pistons. What I've saw, though, is interesting, interesting stats for you, is that the report saying that he, he could add $500 million in franchise value, whichever team is going to pick him. Uh-huh. Uh, that's going to be a big boost for the franchise, right? Right. LeBron James called him an alien because he's nothing like we've never seen before. Ever has been a unicorn over the last few years. Well, uh-huh. he's more like an alien, right, to me. Steph right. Curry said he's solid. He's very solid. He's like a 2K creator player. Every point guy who wants to be seven foot. He talked about the cheat code type vibes. He's a solid talent. It's great to watch. So. Uh-huh. What is your take on him, and who do you think is going to pick him as, as an NBA team? How, how tall is he? So, uh, he's over seven foot. I mean, it's, okay. 
Okay, so he's going to get selected by the Orlando Magic. You think so? Yes, I think the Magic is going to take him. And uh, you're telling me the greatest player ever born in France is Tony Parker to play in the NBA? And you're saying this this guy will pass Tony Parker? Oh, yeah, I think so. So is he better than Dirk Nowitzki from Germany? I think he's more complete. He's a okay. more complete player, yeah. So okay. he can block shots, he can shoot, he can dribble. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's kind of like our Bucks guy, right? The won the championship two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I think he's going to be a magic. It's going to be the only thing that Tony Parker said. The only thing that can could stop him is injury. Well, of That's course, that can stop anybody, right? That can stop right. anybody. And how old is he? I mean, he's uh, early 20s, I think. Okay. Sounds so, great. Super young guy. I mean, I, I wish him all the best. Whichever team was going to get him, they're going to have, that's going to see an impact right away, not just the value, but also the the results. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be a, an amazing player, right? So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's very uh, promising. And also promising for the World Championships and the Olympics, you know, with him. Like we talk about the Paris Olympics. It's going to be right. one of the star of the team. Sure. Potentially, you know, with Joel from the Sixers because uh, he hasn't picked uh, the team, the national team he's going to play with. So imagine your guy from the Sixers playing with him in the wow. Olympics. Twin Towers of power. Yep. Yep. Uh, so it's going to be uh, exciting. So, uh, but look, we 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 at the end of the podcast. So as always, it's great talking to you. I really enjoyed the conversation. So You too, Julian. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To access past episodes and other research, articles, and analysis of sports technology, please visit our website, theupside.us. Subscribe to the Upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website. Royalty-free music is provided by ibaudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the Upside.